everybody, we doing good? Oh, come on, it's Christmas time. Be a little louder than that. We're good? It's good to have you in God's house today. Go ahead and grab your seat. And as you do, why don't we welcome those online? How about everyone at the Plaza location as we're Lincoln Live? Hello, church family. We love you very, very much. And the men of Lansing Correctional, let's wish them a Merry Christmas today. Love you guys so much. Well, Christmas, man, is, a, is an amazing story. It's a story that impacts every single one of us. It is more than just a story of the birth of Jesus. It's a revelation of God's plan, which is centered around God's love. God so loved the world, right? That's the most famous verse of all time. In fact, let's look at it. John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave. He so loved you. He so loved, maybe it was your grandma that led you to faith, or maybe someone in your neighborhood or coworker, they, he so loved them that the message didn't stay with them, it went to someone else. They gave you the opportunity to receive this gift of Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave his very best, that we would believe in him. We'll never perish, but have an everlasting and eternal, a forever life. It shows us the character of our God, that God is a giver. In fact, everything we know about God, he gave us the opportunity to know him. Every bit of insight we have from the word, every whisper from the prophets, every gospel story told about Jesus was to reveal God's character, God's love to us. That insight is to give us intimacy and closeness because God wants us to be close. He's a giver. Jesus and his story of his birth and ultimately the Christmas story and the resurrection story, Christmas and Easter, it's the gift of Jesus and Jesus choosing to give his life for the salvation of all of humanity. Those that would believe would receive the greatest gift, the most precious gift, the most costly gift, uh, so valuable you could not put a price tag on it. It's the greatest gift of all time. And God still gives gifts. Through Christ, there's a gift of salvation. But in Christ, there's everything that God has desired to do in your life. In fact, Jesus' brother James writes in his story, his book, James chapter one, whatever is good and perfect, it's a gift. If it's good in your life, it's a God gift. The perfect grace of God, it's a gift. It's coming down to us from God, our Father, our benevolent Heavenly Father, who created all the lights in heaven. In other words, everything majestic was His creating. And He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. What does that mean? The same God who gave us Jesus is still giving today. He still gives. God is a giver. Romans chapter 8. Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him the gift for all of us, then, then, we can, uh, then can we not expect, and everyone says what they say, with him, with Jesus, God will freely give us all the gifts. What does that mean? We have the gift of Jesus with a relationship with God. No other way, God made a way. That's an amazing gift. But with him, with Jesus, every gift, everything he wants to do in your life. He wants you to unwrap all that he has for you. 
So if God sent his only son to save us, loved us enough to give his life for us, he'll also take care of all of your other needs. Does he do it immediately? Not always. Does he do it effectively? Every single time. God wants to take care of your inside world. God wants to take care of your relationships. God wants to help you move forward in your life. God's actually put dreams and desires on the inside of your heart that he wants to them to become a reality. He's the God that will provide for you. He's the God that will restore you. He will the God who will heal you. He's the God who redeems even the broken parts of you. God is a giver. And with him, Romans 8, with Jesus come all the other gifts. Wrapped in the gift of Jesus is every great gift God wants to give to you. I'm going to speak today a few minutes here on open every gift. I wonder if it, there isn't. In fact, I would, I would venture to say for every one of us, some part of today's message is going to hit a place in your heart that you have not opened everything that God has for you. Some things that you've given up believing on, some things that you purposely said no to because of the awkwardness or the insecurity or you feel inferior because of your past mistakes that you have not received the fullness of what God wants to give you. And this Christmas season, you want to give God a great gift? Open every part of your heart. If you want to give God a great gift, open everything he's already given you. I know I find as a father, I find great joy in not what I get but what I get to give to my kids. And watching them open up all that I gave them is the greatest gift I get every single Christmas. How much more so does your perfect Heavenly Father want you to open up all that He has placed for you to own, to operate in, to access, and to receive? Let's open every gift. Can we do that with an open heart? Would you join me in prayer? Come on, Plaza Online Lansing. Everybody, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a great giver. You gave us breath in our lungs today. You gave us grace and mercy this morning. And you've got more in store for us. None, none of us, no matter how mature we might be in the faith, have arrived in everything you want to do in us and through us and for us. So Jesus, we look at your gift, the gift of your life. We receive. Maybe there's some today who have never received the greatest of all gifts, the gift of salvation. Lord, for those that have never maybe received some of the other gifts that come with him, with you, Jesus, let us open them today and even by faith receive all that you have in store for us because you are such a good God. Thank you, God, you're opening our hearts and our minds to receive what you want to speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Open every gift. Now, my older kids, my two big kids, have gotten really good at guessing which gifts or which under the tree. See, they make their list and they check it twice. Mostly are nice, not naughty. Um, mo most of the time, they, 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 they kind of know what their big gifts are. Every once in a while, we throw a few surprises in because ultimately, we want to get them what they want, not just what we want them to have. Like, they don't just want books. They want toys. <laughs> they, they want fun stuff. My my, my son, in particular, has inherited uh, from early both of his parents a love of shoes. And so his list, the top three things, were, were shoes. And so he can tell when a box with his name on it is a pair of shoes. So we've got to be extra sneaky, like Scout the Elf. We've got it. Now we've learned, like, we're going to put multiple gifts in the same box. We're going to keep them guessing. 
For as long as we can, we want them not to know what they're going to get for Christmas. And so when they open up one gift, there's actually sometimes two, three, or maybe four gifts there which also causes a little bit of a battle because now they just count the numbers of gifts, not understanding that different gifts have different values. Slow your roll down, son, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> but they, they, they know there's more gifts sometimes in the box. You know, in the same way, this beautiful gift of Jesus, the greatest gift, salvation, relationship with God. But that's not the only gift. When we, when we unwrap Jesus, the fullness of Christ, the expression of God on the earth, our connection to relationship with him, it is the beginning of many gifts. Salvation is the starting point of every significant thing God wants to give to you. So I've made a list of a few things that I think will register to the heart of the majority of us here today that if this is not unwrapped in your life, you are lacking something that is already yours. You just have to receive it. Something God already wants to give you, you've just got to open it for yourself. If there was a gift under the tree from God himself for your inside world that would make a difference in all of your life, would you not want to open it? And yet for us, many of us as believers who've already received the greatest gift of salvation, there's some things that we do have in Christ that we not, might not be owning, operating, or receiving even in the here and now. And the first one is this, if you're taking notes, when we receive Jesus, not only do we have salvation, but if we're gonna open every single gift, we're gonna open the gift of a new reality. What do I mean by that? A different way to operate on the earth. That we don't have to just live the way we used to live, but we can live now free from condemnation and fully alive to everything God is wanting to do, listen, moment by moment. Salvation is this gift that we have that ultimately we, we receive it in the here now, but it's access granted into eternity. But the redeeming work of God and the restoration plan of God for us to operate here on earth unfolds every single day. And so we now have this opportunity that through Christ, we're not just saved one day when we go to eternity, we walk in salvation with a new reality. It's a different way to see your life and a different way to see the world. In fact, the staff all got together last year and gave my kids a gift of new reality. We had the VR metaverse headset. Has anyone seen this? Does anyone have one of these? No one. Okay, it's great. They're all at home watching in virtual church right now. Now, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of fun to play. It's a whole lot more fun to watch someone else play. You know what I'm talking about? They, they look like fools up there. They got the, they got the headset on, and they're doing everything out there. But they can see something that you can't see. Now, now it's kind of awkward, and it, it's a little weird. And I'll be honest, I don't mean to break the staff's heart there. I think my kids were a little too young for it. Didn't quite work. Maybe it'll do better this year. I should just wrap it up again and give it as a gift. <laughs> But it, but it was awkward. The virtual reality is a little awkward. Definitely more fun to watch someone else than to do it yourself. But God has a new reality for every single believer that many of you are still looking through life through the same lens of detachment or rejection. You're still walking through life with a little bit of shame or brokenness, but the gift of Jesus actually gives you a new way to see yourself. And when it comes to... Re when it comes to reality, it's really two parts. The first part is identity. That you're no longer who you used to be 
or what you've done or what was done to you. You are now being brought in and made brand new by a benevolent God that deeply loves you and has already chosen before time even began to forgive you of every transgression, every trespass, every mistake, every misalignment of your heart. He's already not just made an allowance for you, he's already covered it at the cross. There's a new identity for you to see yourself through that is a gift, it's a gift from Jesus. Because you need to know where do you find your identity from, and people normally find it from one of three places. They find it from their work, their relationships, or their stuff. It's either your job, your occupation. You say, well, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I'm a mechanic. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm a, I'm a nurse. Uh, that, that, that's what you do. And you might have studied hard. You might be really great at it. But that's not really who you are. That's what you do. That's what you do for a living. But that is not your entire, that is not your entire life. People find their identity from their relationships. Uh, maybe as a father, I'm a father. I'm a husband, I'm an, I'm an uncle, I'm a brother, I'm a ginger, I don't know. Um, the, the people today, that, that's what I find my identity in, in being a mom or, or a dad, and that's a beautiful thing. There's so many grandparents in our church that have all told me, hey, grandchildren are the God's blessing for you for, for putting up with your kids. Um, that's supposed to be funny, but it wasn't. Maybe it's not funny because it's true. Some people find their identity what they have, whether it's the home or the resource or portfolio. Maybe it's a hobby, the things that you collect. But listen, God never intended you for you to base your identity on something you can lose. And a relationship can be here one day and gone the next. A career could end before you know it. Houses can be foreclosed on. The stock market's gonna go up and it's gonna go back down. Beauty will fade. If you were a jock in high school and you're still living in the glory days like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, how many know that's pathetic? There's a brand new way to see yourself and your identity of something that can never be taken from you. And that's when you see yourself as a son and daughter of God. That you get this new reality that starts with your identity, that you're not who you used to be, but you're becoming because none of us have fully arrived, everything that God has called you to be. And it is built on the one thing that can never be taken away from you, God's unconditional love for you. The gift of Jesus is a reminder that God loved you before you loved him. That God wanted you before you knew about him. That God said yes to you before you ever said yes. That God desired you before you even gave, your mom even gave birth to you. He desired for you to know him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, when someone accepts, what is it? It's a gift that we accept Christ. That person becomes a brand new person on the inside. He is not the same anymore. A, a new life has begun. It's Jesus that coined the term being born again. And when you're born again, you get a fresh start, a new ID, and a new life. Listen, some of you that grew up in church like I did, you did not have that huge you know, before Christ, after Christ conversion. For people like you and me, sometimes it's even more difficult to realize the beauty of our salvation because we, and I think we should be grateful for the fact that we have a heritage of faith. I think God's plan is for us to go from generation to generation, each generation getting better and expanding the kingdom farther and growing in life and legacy even more. 
But the truth is, if you've never had that moment where you realize, man, I was once lost forever without the love of God until God's love found me and I received the gift, you might need to take some time even today and just reflect on the fact that you were lost, but now you're found. And your identity is not found in all the things that you've done up to this point, but everything that God wants to do in you and through you from this point moving forward. We get this new life. It's a new reality built on identity. Does that mean that we're never going to sin and that we're always going to be perfect? Oh, heck no. You're going to struggle. You're going to have issues. You're going to have hangups. But you see yourself first and foremost, not as a sinner, but as a son and daughter of God. You see yourself as someone who is all ready, accepted. And for many people, even as believers, you've received the gift of salvation, but you're not securing your life in this new reality built on a new identity. And with this new identity, that's a new reality, you also, you also have a new ability. An ability by the grace of God to do things you can never do in your own natural gifting or ability. It's the grace of God that you're not operating in your own willpower, strength, or education. All those things are wonderful, but none of those, none of those things are nearly as powerful as the grace of God. In a couple weeks, probably about two weeks from now, you will set your New Year's resolutions. How many people have held on to every resolution that you set in 2022? I've got one hand, two hands. Let's give it up for people that made one decision. They just did one thing. It was, was it brushing your teeth? <laughs> okay. But for the rest of us mere mortals, we always have desires. We always have dreams. And we gotta know, if I don't discipline myself, if I don't up my willpower, that I can't, this won't work, I can't get it done. And I think those things are wonderful. I think you should stretch yourself. I think you should build new habits, rituals, and routines that make you a better person. But to become the kind of person God's called you to be, you cannot get enough willpower in the world to accomplish the, what the grace of God, and listen, the power of the Holy Spirit can do in your life. One of the greatest gifts that many believers go to the grave without ever unlocking is daily intimacy and help from the spirit of the living God that wants to live on the inside of you. Like the Holy Spirit we leave it on the shelf or under the tree and we never unwrap it because we had a weird aunt or a weird uncle that was always talking about the book of Revelation and they were flaky and we thought them, they were the, the representation of what the Holy Spirit is like in someone's life. Now the Holy Spirit in your life just makes you more like Jesus. It doesn't make you weird. It makes life with God work. In fact, it makes things work in your life that cannot work apart from the grace of God that flows into us and through us by the Holy Spirit. That's what Romans 5 says. Romans 5 verse 5 says God has what? Poured out his love. He's not a giver of just a little gift. He pours out more than you could probably ever contain. Poured out his love into our hearts by means of the Holy Spirit who's what? It is God's gift to us. When we celebrate Christmas time, we talk about Jesus was Emmanuel. He is God with us. But Jesus says, it's better than I go upon his ascension so I can send the gift 
of the Holy Spirit, who is God, not just with us, not just around us, not just in a worship service when things feel right. It's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's God on the inside of you all of the time. And for you to accomplish anything significant in your season of life, serving God, loving God, and just building a kingdom first life, you need to unwrap the Holy Spirit. It is a new reality built in an identity of who you are in Christ and a supernatural ability to accomplish more than you could in your own power. Because what does God give us? In 2 Timothy 1, God has not given us fear, the spirit of fear. No, he's not given us, uh, but instead he fills us what? Fills us up with power, with love, and a sound mind, or this translation says self-discipline. How many would want more power in your life? None of us here today. How many want more love in your life? Let's start with that one. Oh, yeah, we love love. How many want more power in your life? How many want more willpower in your life? How many want divine gifting to operate in your life? Not a way that's wacky or weird, a way that actually helps you accomplish your purpose and your mission on the earth. How many want to love people more supernaturally than you did this previous year? How many want to serve Jesus with more fervency and dedication than you did? It's not even for deep spiritual things. How many would just be rightly in tune with the Holy Spirit and making daily decisions, like work decisions? And all of a sudden, this helper, as the Holy Spirit is called, is poured out into your life. It gives you power, love, and self-discipline. Because everyone has a desire to change. But without grace and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, it's just a dream. Because all the real change, the most significant change in your life, happens through God's divine enablement. And we all would want it. The new reality for your life is one built on an identity of who you are in Christ and one that has a new ability to hear from heaven and by the grace of God, obey all that God's called you to do. Let's open every gift. This is what I'm asking, because I think the Holy Spirit is a major one for many people, a part of our community of faith. Because of what you've heard yesterday or, or maybe what you haven't even read yet in your Bibles about it, that, that it's been labeled as something awkward or weird. And I'll be honest, with you, we're talking about the presence of the living God that through him and by him, all things were created. It's gonna be a little weird. But the truth is, it's actually what you were made for. You're meant to be a carrier of the presence of God. So every morning, when you get up, how about between now and the end of the year? You just start with a simple prayer. Say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit today. God, I want to know you more intimately today. I I want that power and that love. And I want the self-discipline to be who I've called to be. God, I thank you that I'm not doing this by my own willpower, but I've got your grace power at work in my life. And watch and see in the next few days that you don't start experiencing a significant shift in just your awareness of God's leadership, of God's voice, and God's empowerment in your daily life. Let's unwrap every single gift. There's a major gift that many people are participating in today in position, but have not put themselves in and integrated themselves into the family. It's one of the gifts that Jesus came to give us, if we're going to open every gift, is the gift of a a new community. It's not just people just to be around on Sunday morning, but it's a spiritual family to belong to. 
And I'm not saying this as pastor to advocate for just more involvement in church. Although, guess what? We could use more involvement in church. There's not a church on the planet that couldn't use more involvement. But this is actually going to unlock in your life when you open this gift is that you're going to start sensing destiny and purpose on a new level that you never could experience in isolation out of insecurity. Because the enemy will try to trick you. He normally does it one of two ways of why you've not been involved in church. One, you feel like you've got too much baggage and too much hang up. Too many issues and you don't want people close. That is a lie from the enemy to stop you from relational intimacy with God's family. Second reason is that you've been hurt by church or church people before. Well, guess what? Everybody in the room has got a past story, and everyone in the room has been hurt by other believer at some time in their life. I'm not saying that justifies everything that's ever happened or ever been done, but I am saying do not let the enemy limit you and, uh, and keep you locked away from the fulfillment of purpose by keeping you on the shallow end when you were created by God for God to be in community and in relationship with other believers. If you want the fullness of God, the fullness of Jesus in your life in this next year, you need a family of faith, a family of faith. Because don't miss out on the miracle of community just because life is messy. In fact, God breathed life into the whole universe because God wanted a family. Ephesians chapter 1, because of his love, God's unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through the gift of Jesus. Now, is everybody in the family of God? No, not everybody is fam, fam. Not everybody. Why? You got to be adopted in. Now, adoption, when it comes to child and parent, is the parent's choice. God's already said, I want you. God's already said, I've covered your sins. God's already said, I've given you the gift of Jesus that secures you in a relationship with me. You've got connection with the Father. But God also says, you've got to choose if you're going to be in the family. Listen, everybody's loved by God. Everybody's created by God. Every, God never made a person that he didn't love, that he didn't have a plan for, that he didn't have a purpose for. God never made a person that he didn't want in heaven. God, didn't ever made, God never made, uh, made a person that he didn't want to send Jesus to die for. Because you are born again as a son or a daughter, but you only get into God's family by choosing. It's a decision that you make. God says, I want you in my family, but you have to choose. Why is it so important? First Timothy chapter three. That family is the church, the church of the living God. It is the support and foundation for the truth. In other words, it's not just people to be around with on a Sunday. It's people that iron sharpens iron. Encouragement, help, hope, prayer, the, the generosity flows divine encouragement from other believers, it makes you into not just a better person by having a few church friends. It makes you into a better believer because you cannot fulfill your God-given purpose in isolation. It's the support and foundation of the truth at work in your life. A stronger foundation. Next year as a church, from Jan 1 to the end of the year, we're gonna go through the whole Bible together. Not just a Bible reading plan, that about a third of the church fulfill. 
No condemnation for the other 66%. But what we're going to be preaching through, talking about, discussing in groups, uh, unpacking in our life, not just for knowledge, but for application, because you can get an education by reading the Bible, but you get transformation by living the Bible. We're going to live it out this next year on a whole nother level. That we're going to dedicate our time for the foundation and the support of the truth of God's word as we live it out, as we walk it out, as we encourage each other in it. Listen, your story, as misaligned as you might think it is, your gifting, as marginal as you might dismiss it as, is more significant to the people that are around you right now than you will ever know until you venture in. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. A different spiritual gift. Well, I, I, I might not feel that gifted. I, I'm not all that gifted. I'm not all that educated. It's a spiritual gift. There's a spiritual gift on the inside of you. Don't dismiss it just because the devil has lied to you that it's not significant. It's more significant. It, it might be a small thing, but small keys can open big doors. Your spiritual gift is given to each of us in God's family. So why? We can help each other for what? The common good. The common good for kingdom come, for more of heaven invading earth, for reaching more people, for the building of our families, and for the future that God desires for us as a community of faith. That's what community is for. It's for the functioning of the common good to help each other. Well, I don't fit in. Promise you, you fit in. This church is pastored by a borderline albino ginger person. Everybody fits in here. This is not a click. It's not a club, it's a family, and you're called to it. You're called to it. Galatians 3, verse 28. In Christ's family, there's no division. It's not inside or outsider. It's not Jew or Gentile. It's not slave or free. It's not male or female. It said we are all equal and in a common relationship with Jesus Christ. The gifts of Christmas, it is salvation, the greatest of gifts. But with that, we get a new reality built on identity and divine ability. We get a new community. If you haven't unwrapped that, do it today. Do not go another week without getting invested and involved with the very thing you're around, but it is not working in your life or your world. Because ultimately, yes, we miss out as a family, as a community, as the body of Christ, but you're missing the most important part, and that's being connected. When Jesus, that first gift of Christmas, his son, we get that new reality, identity, ability, and we get a new community. And also, guess what? We get a new destiny. And I'm not talking about just what you want to achieve by the end of your life. I hope you got big goals. I hope you have a better goal than retirement at age, whatever it might be. I hope you have a bigger goal than just getting your kids out of the house and a little bit farther than you. Great goal, but there's better ones. There's unique and eternal goals that we live for. There's heaven and hell, life and death, salvation, revival goals. That as this community with a new reality built on identity and divine ability, we labor for the greater things that are yet to come that there is a life beyond this life, then it is the life that matters the most. And when we have Jesus, we don't just have access to that eternity with God. We have an opportunity to impact that eternity for God. The gift of a new destiny is a life of purpose that outlives this life. 
Because we all know, every parent knows, not every gift on Christmas is going to last. Come on, we had a garage sale a few months ago. I was selling pennies on the dollar, I might add, things that we gave away, two, we gave to our kids two Christmases ago. They outgrew it, they were over it. I know that in the next few months, things that will be under the tree right now are gonna be in the basement, not being used. There's some toys, although they seem like a good idea, they're not gonna last as long as the Energizer batteries that are in there right now. It's, they're gonna fade away. And of course we do that, we want them to have fun, we want them to have enjoyment, that's great. But there's just some things that matter most, eternal things. And you, no matter what you walk through, and no matter how far you come, or no matter how much you think you've arrived, there is more where it matters the most for you to live for. And it is a gift that gets you up in the morning to live for something that's bigger than yourself. First Peter chapter 1, God has reserved for us as his children the priceless gift of eternal life. It's kept in heaven. It's for you. It's pure. It's undefiled. It's beyond the reach of change and decay. It is something much bigger, lasts much longer. In fact, it is forever, and we are all gifted to be a part of it. If you wonder why life isn't working for you in the here and now, it's because sometimes you don't have your eyes open or you haven't unwrapped the gift of the greater thing that God actually created you for. Your life was meant to matter for all time. How does that play out? It's the way we love. It's the way we serve. It's the way we give. It's the way we operate on the earth. We want to be people that are built by God to bring heaven to earth. It means sometimes we're going to have to be a bridge, which means sometimes you might get walked over. You're going to live sacrificially. You're going to live servant-heartedly. You're going to live selflessly. And in that spirit of humility, God will actually use you to impact all of eternity. I promise you, this next weekend, this next weekend as we gather together, there's people in your world that are far from Jesus or have said yes to him one time, but they've drifted way off. And they don't need another thing to do this holiday, but they desperately need Jesus Christ. They need a wake-up call or renewal or a salvation gift to be received for the very first time. And in this ever-changing but seemingly more anti-church and anti-God culture we're in, people are still willing, in fact, now more than even Easter, to come out for Christmas because it's got some holly jolly cheer to it than they are to any other week of the year. I am not saying that if you don't come to church with someone next week, you're missing it. No, I'm saying just have your heart open. Realize that you as a believer have not only received the greatest gift as a carrier of the grace of God, you actually have the beautiful opportunity to bring that gift to someone else. And if you want your life to start changing for yourself, start living your life to change other people's lives. And that's why we show up every weekend. And that's why we gather in groups to strengthen each other. And it's why we pray for the lost. And that's why we give sacrificially. It's why we have the house of hope and bless the, we give away a thousand meals for Christmas. We give, we give away hundreds of gifts and there's still more that are going out. We don't just do that to meet an immediate need for them to have a better Christmas. We will do that. But ultimately, we know that people have an ultimate need, a need for a, a heart forever changed by the love of God. And that's what we labor for. Something bigger, something that lasts much longer. This free gift, Romans 6, it's eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We gotta all realize that we didn't deserve it anyway. It was given to us and we received it. And the same way we receive, we live our lives to give it away. 
know, this week I was, um, the whole family, we all got sick, which I think was about you know, three-fourths of the KC Metro did as well. But uh, I got it last. I was the last one holding on with a real man of faith and maybe a stronger immune system. But I was pretty sick, and so I had to cancel a bunch of stuff, cancel meetings and things I needed to get done. It's amazing that when you're not feeling that good, how you just kind of can simplify everything. You just, okay, what are the immediate needs that I have? I mean, I needed to hydrate myself. I needed to rest. I need to take care of my family. It's amazing with such a busy season for church, a busy season for my life as the leader here. There's so many things going on, but when I wasn't healthy, I was able to stop everything and just focus on what matters the most. I got to get healthy. I got to get my family healthy. The same way, I, I would pray in this season with all the busyness. God keeps you healthy and strong, no doubt. But that you would learn to simplify some things down. Maybe get rid of some of the, I'm not saying extra gifts for your kids. Please do not put an empty gift under the tree and say, this is from Pastor Kyle. You need grace from God, you know? No, I, I would pray that you would maybe pray and investigate your own heart and say, what things do I need to settle down so that I can make sure that I have unwrapped this last final gift, this gift of being part of something that's bigger, a new destiny, a new purpose, uh, that I'm really fulfilling why God has me on the earth. And you do that through the building of your family. You do that through bringing your best to work, doing your work as unto the Lord. But we do all that we do in the name of Jesus for the salvation of all humanity. This Christmas season is a reminder the greatest gift came to us and us that have received have the unique opportunity to give it away to the world around us. Next week, if you haven't got a gift, you're going to be frantically searching to give a gift. Your Heavenly Father did not need to search. He came searching for you. He brought a gift to you. Matthew 7, Jesus says, if you, speaking to people, people like you and me, kind of speaking through, to parents. Though, though you and I are imperfect and, and sinful, you, you, you still know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And there is the key to unlocking everything God wants to do in your life right now. Humility. Ask. Ask for a new identity. Ask for that new reality. Ask for that new empowerment of the Holy Spirit, that divine ability. Ask to be in the right community. Ask for that bigger picture of who you're called to be, that new destiny he has for you. And if you ask that from your God, you will not be disappointed. He will give you the opportunity to unwrap the most beautiful renewal of your heart and change of who you are this season of God encountering you and by his grace, growing you more and more to the person he's called you to be. Ask of him and you will not be disappointed. There's more things for us to unwrap. There's more fulfillment in Christ for you to unwrap. There's more change that he wants to do in your life. And it starts with that spirit of humility. One last verse, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 15. Thanks be to God for the apostle Paul calls in indescribable gift. I love that thought. It's so good, I can't even describe it. it. It's so amazing what he's done for me, what he's done for my life. It's so unbelievable, this gift of Jesus. I can't put it in words. 
listen, I'm speaking particularly to those who've been believers for a while. If the gift of Jesus is not indescribable to you, you might need to unwrap it again. If it doesn't radically change your perspective of who God is and who you are to Him, and if it doesn't give your life daily purpose, you need to unwrap it again because this is the most indescribable, costly, beautiful, and empowering gift of all time. What a gift we've received in Jesus. And friends, there is so much more. On the Plaza North, will you stand your feet? I want to pray for you. And then we're going to worship. And I encourage you in this time of worship to pour it out. Give Him your ask. Give Him some praise. And then begin to ask Him to unlock some new things in your life, to unwrap these greater gifts. Particularly, I want you to pray for more empowerment from the Holy Spirit. Father God, I thank you for our church family. I thank you for this community of faith. I thank you for 12 years you've been knitting us together and making us better by your grace than we've ever been by ourselves. Lord, I thank you that in this season, before we get to all of just the busyness of these next two weeks, that we'd handle some business with you today. Is there something new for us to unwrap? or something for us to renew with you. God, I pray that you unlock that new reality for every believer in this church. Maybe for those that haven't said yes to Jesus, let today be their day of salvation. Lord, would you integrate all of us more into this community of faith, being built together for the glory of God. Lord, would you give each and every one of us a new perspective on this new destiny and purpose of heaven for our life? Would our life in the here and now matter for then and forever? And together as a church family, God, I thank you. The indescribable Jesus, the indescribable gift of his grace would be demonstrated to our city and to the world around us. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life. And in return, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor forever and ever. Amen. Come on, church, let's worship together.